Well, it's back-to-back weeks on the podcast. We're on fire. We're on fire. It's heating up. Episode 16. Yeah. Do you remember... Sorry, straight away. I think. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't play many video games, but the one I played at my cousin's house was NBA... NBA Jam? Maybe, and if you got two three-pointers in a row... He's heating up. Yeah, and the ball, and you shoot it, and the ball like (laughs) flames the net up. Yeah, Yeah, NBA Jam. Yeah, he's heating up. He's heating up. Yeah, no, it's um, it's good. If we get three in a row, that's it's not a fluke. Apparently, not a fluke. That's right. Yeah, three in a row proves it wasn't a fluke. See what happens next week. That's what my coach told me anyway. Mm -hmm. So always put the pressure on. Not me, your coach. No, no, other coach. Old coach. (laughs) Old coach. (laughs) (laughs) What's been happening since last week, mate? Uh, much of the same. Much of the same. Had a baby scan today. Got to listen to Heartbeat. Did you see anything that you shouldn't have seen? No. No, so it was just, it was just with the midwife. So uh, just Heartbeat and stuff okay. like that. Um, now on Monday we find out. Ooh. So our plan is to uh, go in, tell them we want to find out. Yep. And we're going to get them to sort of like, you know, ultrasound like the, the spot. And then we're going to take a guess and see if we can tell. Yeah. So I thought it would be a bit of fun. And then just have them tell you. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, yeah. I'm not going to guess from what I no, think. No, but then they're not going to like uh, reveal it or do any. No, they're just going to tell us. Yeah, cool. We can tell everyone from that. Yeah. So. The reveals are getting crazy, hey? They're hectic. Yeah. It's like you have a party now to reveal yeah. what sex a kid you're having. Yeah, which is just an excuse for a party, I think. True. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, what do you want it to be? I'm I'm hoping for a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we spoke about this. Yeah. Yeah. A boy and a girl. One each, mate. Way you done? We'll be good, but I don't know. I feel like I've got boy swimmers. So yeah. 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 I don't know. I had a dream about having a girl, but yeah. The the male gene runs pretty strong with the Connors. Does it? Yeah. We got so if you go back to my great grandparents, so uh, Fred and so this is hard. I think it's Jeanette. Janet. Janet, maybe (laughs) Jeanette. Janet. Well, I always called her name Connor, so I'll never remember her name. <laughs> you don't even know your name's first name. My great-grandmother. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, they <laughs> had seven boys. Jesus. Mm. Well, back in Dorigo in the 30s, whenever they were around. You could just, like, field a whole football team. Yeah, we could. We could. wouldn't be a good one. They're all short-asses, but... Nothing wrong with that, mate. <laughs> you don't know how to say that anymore. Oh, that's right. We yeah. have feelings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vertically challenged. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Jumping is not my fault. Yeah, though. my parents had three boys and a girl. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so my aunt has three boys and a girl. Well, the, the, they're all having one girl. There's one, yeah, so. but I don't want to try. I don't want to have to wait for four. <laughs> four would be hectic. Mm. You'd need a new house. Yeah, I would. You sell them? No. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. We've only been here a year. It's a great spot. I'm um, just every year. Killed it. It's nice, Killed mate. It. What about your week? Anything eventful? Um, I actually went for a surf on the weekend. It's been ages. Look at you. Um, I did this last time when I hadn't surfed for ages. I was like, I'm going. So I just got up in the morning and went. And it's always, I've done it a few times because I go through stages. And every time I walk over the hill at Sapphire, it's massive. And I'm like, <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> because I want to surf, but it's like the biggest effort. Yeah, yeah. So I went out. This I went out and um, just got pumped for an hour. Excellent. Yep. Felt like my shoulders were full of cement. I did, couldn't couldn't paddle. Couldn't Man. paddle. Do you do you reckon talking more on golf? But do you mm. reckon surfing has helped your like golfing? Because you surfed, I'm guessing, your whole life or a lot of yeah. it. Do you reckon that's helped you in any way? 
like you know core strength balance that sort of stuff if i did it every day absolutely oh for sure yeah, but, you yeah. know you had that core effort as a kid it's yeah. gonna stick around mate i'm tony Ablis over here <laughs> i've got nothing i've got nothing but um if you did it every day like most of the young guys who surf in the early 20s they yeah get fit as yeah um yeah, it definitely helps if you do it every day. Yeah. Or even three times a week. Yeah. But not... That's my first surf since, like, Father's Day. Yeah, okay. Been a while. Well, got out of the water and I made set a shark and then... There was, like, this three and a half metre great white floating around Sapphire. No, don't and get in that. And I was surfing by myself, like, in <laughs> Sapphire most mornings. Yeah. And that's not very fun. No, not with that hanging around. No, so... Well, I had like I grew up um, dancing a lot, hmm. and I've always thought it's really helped me with my like my balance and my awareness of Absolutely. where I am in space and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. you know, just those different sports and how they coordinate no, till you go off. You, you can't play enough sports as a kid. No, no way. Like, everything benefits from everything else. Yeah, so, for sure. Like, especially power, athleticism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It helps, but I just haven't done it in ages. Yeah, yeah. I just I've always seen a bit of a link between like good surfers, good golfers. Yeah, absolutely. Seems to be a bit of a thing. Well, they so. talk about pivot heaps in surfing as well. Yeah, okay. like when you pivot around you, how you pivot. So yeah, it's quite similar in some aspects. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, mate. Just golf uh, work has been coaching, trying out some new equipment. Oh and yeah, we've got all um, all the Callaway, all the smoke stuff. AI smoke. Hey, I smoke. We got the TaylorMade QI 10s. Yep. Um, and Ping's brought out a new driver, the 10K Max. So is the most forgiving driver on the planet. Yeah. So TaylorMade and Ping are going down the avenue of just 10,000 points or moments of inertia, whatever it is, yep. about forgiveness. So they're not kind of telling you it's longer anymore. They're telling you it's more forgiving. Yeah. So. But they they are forgiving. They are. <laughs> they are forgiving. I've hit that. Um, I've hit um, that. <coughs> the ping one. Yeah. And man, you can miss that thing and it just keeps going. Yeah. Might be my new driver. I think so. <laughs> yeah, but they're good and they they serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. So, um, ping. They only brought out the one driver. Taylor May brought out a whole model. Yeah. Well, ping already bought out their four thirty range yeah. last year. So. So the Taylor Mades and the smokes are really good. Yep. Um, they both have low spin option, max option kind of thing and a standard, so they're pretty good. We don't um, really know if they're low spin, but your swing's a bit funny. What do you mean? You keep putting <laughs> these low spin heads in and revving at 4,000. Yeah, <coughs> I'm a high spin player. Very high spin. Um, which is, which sucks. But even like <laughs> <laughs> all the, all the views online for like TaylorMade and mm. Callaway say that the... The um the LS or the triple diamond yeah. in the Callaway they they don't spin enough. And I <laughs> Callaway, I've got the heavyweight forward. Yeah. Like not down one cog, so it's like eight degrees in yeah. heavyweight forward back. And I'm still at like three, three yeah. and a half. Still spinning high. And then Taylor made similar stuff. But I've just got to experiment with different shafts. I, I think the, um, that tailor-made one's my favourite. One probably delivery. Yeah, how you deliver <laughs> a it. A little bit. Um, but they both... Both of the low-spin models are fun to play mm. around with. Mm. I like the um, the tailor-made. It's gone for that bit of that older-school look. They yeah. remind me of the old Titleist. Yeah. But the 905. The 905. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. So is that sort of design and... Um, yeah, like we were hitting a few today and I quite liked it. Usually yeah. Taylor made drivers I struggle with. but Yeah, like a lot of their reviews were saying they couldn't get them, like, all the big boys couldn't get them off the ground. Just quacking like duck hooks left. Yeah, wow. But, 
Well, we had no problems. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, good, good new stuff coming out. The irons are good. So we'll probably do some videos soon and yeah. pump out some numbers. I think I've got a fitting for some ping iron soon. Do you? Yeah. Probably just by the time this comes out. When are you getting fit? Thursday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's cold in town. So he's in town. Just for that? Yep. No no ping day? No, it's not until like March, I think. So oh, really? What time later. is that happening? In the morning. He's pretty vague, but mm. he said 25th a.m. So... <laughs> I'll blueprint, be there in the morning. Blueprint S's. The blueprint. I'm thinking of going. So the blueprint S's yes, uh, in the higher ones, and then probably seven nine down. Go with the blueprint. Yeah. And because um, from what like I also get tested with the distances and that, but from what I've heard, those like the lofts match in with each other, so yeah. shouldn't be too much of a distance gap. Going to blades and the low low end. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to. I played blades a long time ago. I had the tidies. Yeah. And it was probably one of the better times in my life I've struck it because you couldn't get away from hitting the middle. Yeah. And then I sort of had the realisation that oh, well, I need more forgiving clubs because golf's already hard. Yeah. So I got the um, <clears throat> I got the CBs in the tightless and my ball striking went backwards. Yeah. Probably because I, back in my mind, I got, I got more forgiveness. Yeah. So, anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Those blueprintesses are... They're amazing. They're pretty good. Well, I play the i5-9s at the moment, which I love, but they just got that hollow feel to them because they're aluminium filled. They sound hollow. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, like, I, you sort of lose or, like, lose a bit of touch with where it's going. Feel. A bit of feel. Mm-hmm. So where the, the S's, I'm not going to lose that. So, a bit excited. You're going to change shafts or stick, stick with it? I don't know. Like, I've got, I've got X100s because I hit the ball quite high. So I need something that's going to help bring it down a bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'll try whatever whatever they come in with. So, a few swing changes help me bring it down a bit lower. Yeah. yeah. So off the back foot, mate. Yeah, back foot it all day. <laughs> yeah, well, I've already I've already got I hit it high and I've already got my clubs de-lofted as well. Oh, they? Yeah. So ping offer like they got like their standard specs. They have a power spec which is like one degree or two degrees de-lofted, and then they have retro specs which are like the ones back in like the fifties. Yeah, right. So higher, you know. A pitching wedge is actually 46 degrees. Yeah, wow. Mm. And then I think they have 46, 44, and then mine's 45. So a little okay. bit stronger. Which is why I go with the 50 degree gap wedge. Mm. Fill that. That's pretty cool they offer that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, three different ranges. So you'd have to be a long hitter to get retro specs. Yeah. So. That could be me. Could be you. <laughs> retro specs. Retro. Mm hmm. Yeah, very good. Retro spec. I wish I was there for that. I don't know if I'll be there. I think I'm busy. I want to come watch. Oh, well, you can. Oh. You'll be able to hear me from the chipping green. The sound. <laughs> God damn it! See, he's a pro. <laughs> he's a pro. <laughs> he's a pro. <laughs> so it's been a, a pretty exciting week in golf. It has, mate. Nicholas. Is it Dunlop? Well, it's not Dunlop. It's got an A at the end. Dunlap. Dunlap. Come on, mate. Nicholas Dunlap. Been reading long. Dunlop sounds better. <laughs> Sponsored by Dunlop. Sponsored by Dunlop. Nicholas Dunlop. So, first amateur to win a PGA Tour event in 33 years. That seems Phil. Phil Mickelson. It's he pretty wild. 1991 Northern Telecom Open. Wow. And he's only the seventh or eighth guy in history to do it as an amateur. Win a PGA Tour event. Mate, he... Um... He was like three or four in front, starting the last round. Yep. And then, did you watch it? I watched the end of it. Yeah. And yeah. then, birdie 16. He got on the green on 17, the island green. And I don't know what Sam Burns was thinking. Yeah. He just 
fizzed it right, and that was it. Yep. Yep, and then great up and down on the last. Yeah. Really good. Did you hear what his dad said to him? No. Because <clears throat> his dad was catting for him, for yeah. sure. And his dad's like, yeah, it's like a left centre part, and he's like, your mum can make this, mate. <laughs> <laughs> your, mum's, your mum can make it yeah. so no excuse yeah you got it don't no excuse yeah kind of just went half joke like that calmed you down a bit and then you just binned it yeah but yeah imagine that doing this party life and your old man's like mate your mum could make this yeah. what, are you, what are you worried about yeah what are you doing imagine if you missed it we didn't send you to Alabama to miss it yeah <laughs> imagine if you missed it though like, dad why the did you say that <laughs> would you go down that route or blame yourself oh I'd blame him yeah why not biggest party of your life I'd blame myself but I want, like, let's go through a few of like the accolades these guys uh, in this yep. drive. So we just went through thirty-three year drought of amateurs winning on the PGA Tour. Yeah, um, his third round of 60, 12 under par. Uh, it's equal last by an amateur in the PGA Tour event. So the record holder before that was Pat Cantlay, two thousand eleven at the Travelers. No eggs. No eggs. So he he shot a sixty as an amateur, but it was only ten under par. Yeah. So, I don't know. It doesn't count. Do you go off number or do you go off under par? Under par. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Same score, but under par. Goes to Dunlap. Yeah. So, that was a great one. Um, what he was playing in his bag, I love this, because he's just... And a lot of players are going to this. They're not just using one brand anymore. I think they've realised, if I get the best out of it, I'm going to use whatever's best for me. Yeah. Not just sticking with it. So, he's got the... Uh, plays the Pro V1 ball. Yeah. He's um, He's got the TaylorMade QI10 driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays, uh, his three-wood is a G425 LST, save his mind. Yeah, right. So that thing's a weapon. Yeah. Uh, he's got a Strixen 3-iron, plays mm-hmm. the TaylorMade uh, P7MCs, 4 till 9-iron. And then he's got the uh, the TaylorMade Mill Grind 3 in the pitching wedge, yeah. and the Mill Grind 4 in a 52, 56, and 60. <laughs> then has an Odyssey O-Works Tank 7 putter. Yeah, good. So he's got a bit of everything in there. And sponsored by? Um, probably no one yet, but he'll get some. Yeah, yeah, Adidas on. Yeah, okay, Adidas clothing. Yep. Might chuck it. He'll get some deals out of it. Oh, yeah. I reckon. Um, a question I think we should ask is, should he turn pro straight away? Yes. So, I agree. <laughs> but here's the things, right? So, with winning this PGA Tour event, yeah. he has full exemption on the PGA Tour through to, like, 2026, or the end of 2026. Does he have to stay amateur? It doesn't matter. He can just... doesn't matter either way, right? So um, I'm pretty sure I wrote that down somewhere. But he can join. He can become like full professional or get, you know PGA member um, with them anytime this year. If he doesn't take it up this year, he can take it up in the first like 30 days of the season and 25. Yeah, okay. And if he doesn't take that, he has to wait till 26 and he gets the one season in. Um, so he's got that. Um, he will. He's received exemption into all the signature events, Masters. the Masters and the PGA Champs, right? But as he's the 2023 US Amateur winner, so he's already exempt into the Masters, the US Open, and the Open. <laughs> Shit. Right? Wow. Masters and Open exemption are only if he remains an amateur. By turning pro, he's exempt to the Masters and PGA because of the win. But he will no longer be exempt into the Open. Um, and his exemption into the US Open will remain if he turns pro or not. I'd turn pro. I think so. Cash in. 
Yep. So I'll try and make some. Uh, if he remains an amateur, he can still play in all the PGA Tour events. Yeah. Um, but those, I think there was their seven signature events, he can't play in them because they're only for full PGA professionals. Uh, so he'd lose, he'd lose that. If he turns pro. If he, no, if he doesn't turn pro, he can't play oh, the signature events, yeah, yeah. but he can play all the other events that he's... Um, he probably doesn't need the money anyway. He's going to get sponsored now and just be... He'd be fine. The guy... I can't pronounce the guy's name. Do you know the name of the guy who comes second? Yeah, because That's the one. I couldn't mm. pronounce it. So he got first prize money. 1.5 mil for coming second. Did he? Yeah, the amateur can't win it. <laughs> Was he outright second? He was outright second. Wow. There was three people in third. Like Justin, uh, Justin Thomas, Bird, and someone else. Christian Bezadenhut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first player in history to win the US Junior Amateur, the US Amateur, and a PGA Tour event as an amateur. Mm. So Tiger Woods was mm-hmm. the only other player to win the Junior and the Amateur, yeah. uh, but didn't win a tournament as an amateur he turned pro pretty quick if you just won that you reckon your head would fit through that door no no chance <laughs> at all no, no. that's that doubles, that's double that's double, double sized door yeah. <laughs> and there was no chance I'm fitting through that he pulled out of this week's event I saw that yeah wanted to get back home which is not a bad thing no not there's no way you play good mm. well he's played this is his fourth PJ tour event he missed the cut in the first three Oh, really? Yeah, so I think he played, he's played the last two US Opens, missed the cut, and played one other event. Yeah, he hasn't played four in a row, though. Not four in a row. This is, yeah. No, no, this is fourth total, but he's yeah. missed his first three cuts and then wins. Yeah, right. So that was pretty good. He, uh, um, oh, yeah, keep going. Yeah, last one, he's the second youngest winner on the PGA Tour. Uh, after Spieth. After Spieth. There's only, there's only not a lot, he was... I think Dunlap was 20 days, like 20 years old and 29 days or something, and Spieth was only a few days away from turning 20. So okay. there's not a big gap between them. No. But yeah, Spieth turned pro straight away. Yeah. And then won that event. I was reading something on him today, and where he comes from, his old like head, head pro coach. So he shot 59 at age 12, right? Yep. Age 12 shot 59, and he had to tell him to stop playing the members comp because... He was kicking my members' asses and they were getting pissed off. <laughs> so the, the head pro and his coach like, mate, you've got to stop playing the comps. Wow. Weekend comps because everyone's getting ticked off. You're beating them every week. Wow. Yeah. That's unreal. <laughs> that. Yeah, good on you, mate. You're going real well, but you just can't play anymore. That's why the and, best, well, arguably the best golf college recruited him. Yeah. So the Members are getting pissed off. Wow, that's a number. I've got a sideways little turn <clears> here. I, I love was, it. I was looking at... <laughs> College in America, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior. Can you explain it to me? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, what the hell? Freshman, I get it, first year. Okay. And I was like, he's sophomore. I didn't look, I never looked at it. I'm like, sophomore, junior, and senior. I'm like, surely freshman's first year, but then you might be freshman, then junior. And then maybe a sophomore, and then senior. That makes sense to me. But it's, it's not. So freshman's... You're fresh. Yep, yep. Sophomore is the second year. And it's two, like, it's come together from, they've all come together from Greek words, but it comes from like sophos, which is clever or wise. <laughs> and then the, the last bit, like the, the moros or moros, is foolish. So you combine the two and they make wise fools. <laughs> so that's what they've got sophomore out of, is these like, they're calling them wise fools. So you're a freshman and then you're a wise fool. 
And then you're a junior and a senior. Only in America. It's just like, why would you just get first, second, third, fourth? <laughs> I don't get how, like, English is so messed up. Yep. But then there's another thing I found, like, so, to be a freshman, it's it's age dependent sometimes, but it's also just, you got to have less than 30 credits in hours to be in your fresh year, freshman. And then sophomore is like 30 to 60 hours of credit. Is, is this like study, I study guess. or class? Yeah, and then juniors 60 to 90 and seniors at least 90. Yeah. It was so confusing because I read he's a sophomore. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Is he in his fourth so year? So he's still got a couple of years. He's in his second year. Wow. It's, man. Does it vary on, it must vary on what type of thing you take. Yeah, well, I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I looked at two pages when that's enough. But yeah. Sophomore comes means you're a wise Have you seen how messed up student loans are over there? No. So, I don't know if this is the same for everyone. I saw a video of this girl who, she took out a student. So her student loan debt come out to $80,000. So, in Australia, right, they have hex debt, Mm. which I've never had one. I didn't go to university. But, to my knowledge, it is... So, you know, the government or whoever takes on your your debt, once you start earning a certain amount... You start paying it back. Well, it comes out automatically, yeah, right? With little bits at a time, and then once it's all paid back, it's done. So, to my knowledge, there's no, like, interest and stuff in that point, right? In America, this lady says she had an $80,000 student loan, and you have to pay it back. So, she was paying it back at whatever it was a month. I forget what, what the number was. It was quite high. And she'd paid... $120,000, $120,000, checked her thing, and she still owed, it was about $70,000. So that hundred and twenty, that 120000 paid off $10,000 of her student loan. What's the interest that? Must be high. Wow. So I don't know if it's the same for her. I've got no idea. <clears throat> that video could be totally fake too, I don't know, but she seemed pretty upset when she was looking at it. Wow. That's mental. Yeah. Wow, yeah, the Americans messed up. If I can go out, if I... Was going to go to college over there and didn't get a full scholarship. Yeah, I'm not going. That's what a lot of, most of them have, don't they? Scholarships. Well, a lot of sporting people do. It's hard to get full ones. I know some people get you know, How long did she pay the 120 off? How long? How I don't years? remember the, the amount of time she had. Like she'd been paying it off for, but she, she was paying like oh, it was something high. Like it was six or seven thousand dollars a year. Yeah, she was paying and. Apparently, it was more like it was more beneficial for her to pay it in one lump sum yeah. at the start of the year or something well, like that. She's paying that much. She's been going for ten years. Man, yeah, ten years gets a sixty. She's been going for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Hundred and twenty. <laughs> that just it just blew my mind. <laughs> I'm gonna put the air on, man. It's hot. All right, we have air now. We can actually breathe. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't start ripping shirts off, mate. <laughs> it's getting a bit warm. <laughs> a bit warm. So yeah. Any American listeners out there, if you want to email in theslappycut at gmail.com and let us know whether my uh, the video I saw was fake, real, or what student loans yeah. look like. And if you can shed a bit of light on this sophomore, junior, Yeah, like, I, thing, I could have messed that up completely. Who knows? <laughs> but I don't think I did. My knowledge on, on US college is from, like, super bad and <laughs> those type of reviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I've got no idea. Playing beer pong. Playing beer pong, that's the the game I've got from them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, good. Hey, Cost has secured the um, all-inclusive champs for the next three years. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Running, It's running in conjunction with the ladies, the ladies classic out of yeah. Bumble. 
Um, but I thought that was awesome. It's good. Secure that for three years. Yeah. Lockie going to come out? I think so, yeah. I'm going to ring tomorrow. Yeah. It should be. Why not? Yeah. You'll have a fair few of them, I think. Yeah. Wayne Persky's all ability golfer now. So, do you know why? I think something to do with his back. Okay. Because I saw that. I saw he just won some way back scene. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't sure. I didn't know he was, there was anything going on. Yeah, so, so I don't know. He's gone through the testing and, yeah. Yeah, he's got it. Should be pretty good. There's a lot of, um, like, a lot of golfers around here that inclusive and... Oh, man, it'd be cool. Like, it's a big, big hub for it, so... Well, we got, Cam, like, Cam Pollard's one of the best in the country. Yeah. He's um, really He's well. local. Yeah. Uh, little guy I'm teaching, Jimmy, I think he'll get a start, too, yeah. which will be, he'll be stoked about, aren't Yeah, it'd be good. I might have to take the other uh, week off and get on the bag. Yeah. How many days? It'd just be two, I'd say. Yeah. So. Should be good. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It'll be good to watch. Absolutely. They're pretty incredible. Oh, man. They're very incredible. Right. What they can do, like, they're incredible humans, but. Yeah. Incredible athletes, too. Oh, man. To be able to play golf. When you think about, like, we had that, we had that interview with Lockie just telling us his story, Mm. which was, like, it was just remarkable. And there'd be so many people's stories just like it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, it might even come off worse than what Lockie did. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it should be should be cool. Go out and watch. Yeah. You think you're going you to do the testing? See if you can get in. What a way I feel. I need like a personal, like a, not a yoga instructor, but a personal masseuse slash physio mm. to live here. Good idea. I wake up and I feel like I've rolled down 14 hills. <laughs> I'm just oh, what is wrong with my body? Maybe you're sleeping wrong. Probably. <laughs> I don't sleep very good. Well, that might be the start yeah. of it. Yeah. I sleep crap. Yeah. I reckon I probably get maybe four good hours a night. And that's it? Yeah, but I've done that forever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just paying for it now. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. No, really looking forward to that. Good on Coffs for securing that. Yeah. I think it's done a great job. It's a surprise. Didn't even know. No, neither did I. <laughs> Didn't even know what was happening. Got, got, got a call from a guy and said, we got this. Like, yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Done. I'm glad. No, it's going to be great. Yeah. I can't wait, mate. What's next on the agenda? Do you have an agenda over there? No. no but the Dubai Classic was oh. just on. Rory wins it for a record fourth time. Mate. Did you watch any of it? No. <laughs> Man, I stayed up most nights watching it. Yeah. The third round was unbelievable. Yeah. Gosh. Just, just when he gets on autopilot, like... It's pretty cool. He's just hitting these high-towering draws and fade and ripping his driver 340 and he's unstoppable. Well, he was 10 shots behind going into the weekend. Yeah. And he had a, <coughs> he had a 60... Three nine under, and then everyone else kind of Cam Young maybe had two under, and he mm-hmm. was coming second. What was the what was the cut line? The cut was pretty low. Oh no, that was I'm thinking American Express. Yeah. The cut for the American Express was twelve under par. Yeah. Did you hear the commentators? God, they're dribble dicks. <laughs> so <laughs> when Sam Burns sit it in the water on the seventeen, yeah. He was 29 under, right? Mm-hmm. He was 29 under par, and he hits him in the water on the 17th in the last round. And the commentators are like, Pete Dye had one job, and his one job, or one whatever it was, was 
to make the hardest possible golf course there is, and I think he's done it. And the hole's 120 meters long, and they're on the 29 under. <laughs> like, what are you? Take a leaf out of my book and speak before you speak. I think so. What are you just like? You're an idiot. Just to make it very clear. <clears throat> If we played four rounds there, there is zero chance we're having 29 under. Those courses are still hard. Yeah. But those guys, like, they'll have tournaments where, let's say, nine under might win. Yes. They've got to be harder than... Like, and that that type of score for that event is consistent. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. I mean, Justin Thomas came out after two days and said, like, I had my two rounds, I was this, and my goal was 30 under. Yeah. It's like, man, your golf course can't be that hard. Yeah, exactly. For those so guys. How can the commentators spit out that garbage? I don't know. Maybe it was the, you know, I think more realistic might be Sam felt the pressure there. Yeah. <laughs> He's fanned an eight on or yeah. fanned a wedge. Yeah. Jeff Steve Dye's done an amazing job. I don't think so. Right. But yeah, Dubai, he's won that. Yeah, he won that. Morong second. Yeah. Cam third. Yeah. Cam was hitting drive off deck. How cool off was the that? Tape. How cool was that? it right down and ripping it. Man. We're playing around with the Cam Young swing today. Jesus. It's hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> I did three of them and you're like, do you know that you didn't stop? <laughs> you did not stop once. <laughs> you were feeling the pause. I was like, my inductors are on fire, man. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, no, very, very so, good. Yeah, he's unreal. I actually want him to win just so we can get the monkey off his back. The Masters. Yeah, that'd be good. Yep. No, oh, not, mean Cam. not Rory. Cam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I care about Rory with the Masters. <laughs> I want him to. I'm not going to... Openly admit it. Sleep on it and <laughs> get disappointed every every year. No, be a disappointed with Cam. Yeah, I just want to win. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Come second in a couple of British yeah, He's been close. Yeah. Second in their match play. He's been close. What was a weird... Sorry, I'm getting off topic here, but... It's okay. You might know. I saw a weird stat on Tiger there in that, like... 2000 to 2009 period or something like that and it was he was his percentage he was a higher percentage of winning a tournament than he was being outside the top 10 yeah wow so his percentage of wins was like 35 or 30 something percent his percentage of outside top 10 was only like 29 far out isn't that golf he's a freak mate guy's a freak he's gonna win the masters no (laughs) Should we have a bet now that you'll beat Rory? Yeah, you're on. Yeah, we'll be how much. Oh, put, we'll, no, hang on, I'm going to adjust this bet. Tiger makes a cut. Yeah. We'll beat Rory finishing top three. What? There's, well, Tiger's old and fragile you, and busted. You, no, no, you've gone very quickly from yeah, but, Tiger beating so Rory. So my bet is Tiger will make the cut versus Rory finishes outside top three. Top five. That's even worse. Finishing outside the top five. Oh, yeah. So if he finishes top five, I win the bet. What if he gets top five and Tiger makes a cut? It's a playoff. It's a playoff. <laughs> um, Do we call up call off Augustus and say we've any of these boys have yeah. a playoff? If you reckon he's top five, uh, you're right. It's on. Done. Yeah, we're shaking on it. I don't know what we're betting, but we're shaking. Yeah. Alright. A carton of these Japanese beers. No, how good are they? Yeah. Brick Lane. Yeah. Japanese, when you pour it into a glass, it's so light. Yeah. But it tastes like a normal lager, obviously, because you're drinking it. Yeah. It's got zero carbs. 
And only 87 calories. Right. Well, so I can drink twice as more. You'll be... <laughs> and you're fine. That's how it works. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You'll be Tony Abs in no time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Tony Abless. Tony Abless. All right. I like that bet. Yep, it's on. Yeah. Now, for everyone's favourite segment. All right. PGA versus Liv. <laughs> the fight. The fight. The MMA fight. The MMA, mixed martial arts. Yeah. All We've right. both picked uh, three Liv players, three PGA players. Yeah. So, same rules as last week. You throw a Liv player out, I'll throw a PGA. Or if you throw a PGA, I'll throw a Liv. Uh, I'll start. I'm going to go with Dustin Johnson from uh, Liv. Dustin Johnson from Liv. Oh, I've got terrible ones to match up with him. From PGA. From PGA. Well, he's got a shit. He's got a shit luck attack. <laughs> I've given a couple of my guys really bad, really bad. Uh, I, I'm getting anxious about trying to think about moves and stuff. Yeah, for I was a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's his move? <laughs> well, he's just going to bore you to death. <laughs> And your opponent's just going to walk away to win the fight. I reckon. Huh? You... <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> so the oh, board, he's man. got the boredom stare. Alright, well, I'm, I'm not going to throw... I've got one, but his move won't work for that. I'm going to throw Jim Furyk at him. Yeah, you know? that's his move. He's, he's, got a, he's got a style, which is drunken boxing. You ever seen those guys do drunken boxing? No. <laughs> so It's actually a type of martial art. Oh, really? Jackie Chan does it in some movie where they, they look like they're hammered, but they're actually fighting. Really? Yeah, so they're moving around, they're like moving around like they're actually drunk. Yeah, right. I reckon they could throw DJ off, yeah. especially if he'd been on, a, been on a cruise or something. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm one down. <laughs> one down. Who thought Jimmy would drunk come through? Drunken Jim. Drunken Jim. I like it. I was just going off his goal swing, looks like a bit of a... Far out. Doesn't matter. His strikes are all all the same, right? All right. All right. What do you got here? Well, I'm gonna use one of my live players. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna put in uh, Bobby Watson. All right. I'm gonna go with. You want me to tell you what he's gonna do to you first? Yep. He's gonna throw Bibles at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna counteract the Bible throwing. Yep. With Willie Z. Will Zalatoris. Oh, okay. So, legend has it, right? Yeah. That Willie Z actually studied the ancient art of uh, Aikido, is it? Martial arts? Aikido, Japanese. But he studied it with the seventh Dan, Stephen Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's kind of... He's going to kick the shit out of you. Stephen Seagal yeah, style. No, you got that. That's <laughs> all you. Look, before we get to the next one, this is actually a weird story from my life. So, I used to do a lot of martial arts, right? So, um, it, was, it was Shotokan was the type of karate I used to do. So, my grandfather, he's like fourth or fifth damn black belt. He's got black belt weapons, so he's right into it. And um, he knew this guy. This guy was... I can't think of his name at the moment. He's like absolute legend when it comes to this type of martial art. And he was actually a 7th Dan black belt from Japan. My grandfather spent a lot of time over there in Japan with him training and stuff like that. Yeah, right. And he came up to Australia once. I actually did a like a couple of days training with him. And he was awesome. This wow. little Japanese guy. And I think he's still alive. And even when I was a kid, he looked like about 100. Yeah. But man, he was like, 
he actually looked like he could pinch you on the shoulder and kill you. Yeah, right. Yeah. So this guy's a legend. Scary, eh? mm. I'll, his name will come to me. Mate, I, I remember years ago, I was in, um, in Myers, up yep. in Goldie, <laughs> looking at shirts, and it's the funniest shirt I've ever seen. <laughs> we pulled this shirt out, and it had all these Steven Seagal heads everywhere, <laughs> and it said a flock of cigars. <laughs> it was... <laughs> and how many nights did you wear that for? Oh, no, I didn't buy it. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Me and my mate were rolling around night. Oh, I love it. All right, I'm going to throw out... I'm going to throw out a PGA. Yeah. Um, this is another bad one. But Zach Johnson. And he's known for making bad decisions and not being planned. <laughs> so he's right, a cup debut. So... You probably turn up at the wrong venue or something. Hey, hey. So, <laughs> I think you're gonna win. Well, I'm my live guy is Ian Poulter. Ugh. And he's actually got a weapon. What's his weapon? The long sword. <laughs> traditional English <laughs> weapon from the medieval days. Oh, he's gonna stab him. He's gonna stab him and he's actually gonna he's gonna be at the right place. Yeah. Alright. No one beats the postman. No. He always delivers. I suck this week. So, well, I think our, our fight's on a Sunday, isn't it? Yes, it's the same fight's on up. You'll be getting bottles from it. From a... Okay. Hey, my turn. I hope no religious people uh, listen to this. My PGA Tour player. Yep. Sam Burns. Okay. Sam's a, uh, a closet pyro. <laughs> a closet pyro. <laughs> Can you imagine it? Uh, well, it's Sam Burns. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can. I'm going to throw out Matt Wolf. Well, that's an interesting one. And he's just going to bite the shit out of you. Because <laughs> he's a wolf. <laughs> sort of. well, I don't know. People are going to listen to this and go, these guys. <laughs> these guys <laughs> if, people, if people listen. I think that one's a tie. Okay. I, I like that one. All right. Well, you'll be burnt while Burns getting bitten on one. <laughs> All right. Um, Couple left. Yeah. So, I'm going to throw out Victor Hovland. PGA. Victor Hovland. So, Victor the Inflictor. All right. And his power move is called the Norwegian Kiss. Ooh. All right. So, we all know they smoke a bit of weed over in Norway <laughs> so sense. they have the ability to smoke weed and hold it in and when they come to fight you they <laughs> just blow in your face it's called the Norwegian kiss instantly stoned yeah. and you can't fight yeah I've actually this is going to be interesting so my last uh, live guy is Chase Kepka mm. right mm-hmm. I'm going to have to explain this to you because I'm guessing he didn't play a lot of Tekken 3 no. No. So there's a guy on there. So Chase Kecker's been trained. You brought up Tekken last week. Yeah. And this guy's been trained by Dr. Bosconovich. Right? Yeah. Dr. Bosconovich, he can't really fight. He's all hunched over. But he's going, his go-to moves is he lays on the ground the whole fight and just sort of kicks him in the leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you're playing Tekken, it's a pain because it's hard to hit someone when they're on the okay. ground. So he sort of lays down and sort of kicks him in the leg, ladies. And then even if he stands up, he'll hit you, and then he passes out because he's he's too old to stand up. What a weird fighter. Yeah, Bosconovich. Bosconovich. But I think that's gonna that could negate the uh, the Norwegian the kiss a little bit. Yeah, I'll give that to you. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna hit his legs. <laughs> All right, Victor wins. He takes his he takes his way out. 
Alright, my last one, PGA. Yep. yep. Tiger Woods. Oh. His go-to move, right, is uh, he's, he's going to beat you before you even turn up. Psychological warfare. He, right. his, his go-to move is right before you're about to get into the fight, he's going to text you a picture of him butt naked with your wife. <laughs> uh, well, this is good. This is good. Because because my <laughs> my person is Charles Watson from Liv. And he is friends with Oscar. <laughs> no, he doesn't like he doesn't like his wife or other people. <laughs> That's all you. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna keep picking the South Africans. <laughs> Uh, I just know South Africans are religious people. <laughs> Tuning in for today. Well, <laughs> and, and look, we want to make this very clear. This is all fun. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Oscar uh, wants to come on the podcast, yeah. we're happy to have him. But we have to go to jail to get him. Is he still in jail? No, I think he's out. Is, is he? Yeah, or well, he was in house arrest. I don't think oh, he ever yeah. went. So. Crazy, <laughs> very very crazy story that one. All right, so we've got to come up with um, you got to I've got to make some better uh, fighting. It's hard. It is hard because I just had two that were bad. Norwegian <laughs> <laughs> kiss. <laughs> that was good. I like that one. Yeah. Just to make it clear, not every South African can be friends with Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Oh, man. Do you reckon everyone knows who Oscar we're talking about? I d- d- hope not, but <laughs> also hope so. <laughs> if you, oh, the blade. If you want to take a guess, email me at the Slappy Cut. Yeah, have we got any emails? No. Jesus. But. What about listeners? Any worldwide ones? Man, you wouldn't believe it, so I was checking it. Spain. Oh. And Japan. Really? Yeah. We've. We are tr- we are true internationals now. How about that? No listeners from South Africa. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. We're probably banned in the country. <laughs> uh, anyway, go- going on from funny stories, um, I just want to tell a story. Have you ever heard about the guy? It's the Phantom of the Open. I thought you were going to say Phantom of the Opera then. No. And I was going to be like, I'm out. You're out. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> the Phantom of the Open. No, hit me with it. Who okay. Are we, who are we talking about here? Maurice Flintcroft. Flintcroft. Oh, Flinty. Flinty. Yeah, I don't know him. Right? This guy, right, absolute terrible golfer. He's had movies made about him. 2021, Phantom of the Open. There's a movie. Yeah. There's books, there's plays, everything based on this guy. But right? he was crap. He's famous for shooting the worst score by a professional golfer in history, right? 121 in the qualifying competition of the 1976 Open Championship. I, I want to tell this guy's story because it is yeah. so funny. Right. And so this guy, he was, he, he was a crane operator, right? Born 1929 just, and... 
watches a golf tournament in 1974 and looks at that and goes, that's what I want to do. It was almost 50. Yeah. You decided you want to play golf. That's what I want to do. First time you ever touched a club. <laughs> 1974. The, the, the movie is very like dramatic, like, you know, the whole thing about trying to, you know, get his family out of poverty and, you know, work and, you know, trying to earn more money and stuff like that. And he goes, I can do this golf thing, right? 121 he shot in this qualifier. Hits. Yeah, professionals who actually played the event complained, and a lot of them got their entry fees refunded. So the really? guy that played with him was abusing him because it's like imagine how off-putting it would be. He's, <laughs> he's um, yeah. So he's he's went to qualify in the nineteen seventy-six Open, right? His golfing was very, very average. He got inspired to enter. Right by a um, a friend of his, Walter Denecki, right, who was a postal worker, and um, he lied on his entry form to say that he was a professional. <laughs> Got in and he shot two hundred and twenty-one in the first two rounds of a qualifier. <laughs> anyway, he's made his that convinced him to do that, right? So, um, wow. Anyway, he's got his entry form. He's filling it in, and under the amateur part, it asks for handicap. <laughs> he doesn't have one but realises that same question is not on the professional side so he marks himself as professional alright he, he enters the tournament um, all his golfing knowledge come from reading a, uh, a golf instruction manual by Peter Alice and um, which he borrowed from the library and uh, stru- instructional articles from Al Geigberger uh, Guy, so like, this is back in the day. So, anyway, 49 over 121 is the worst score in the tournament's history. <laughs> uh, Australian golfer Mike Cahill, who was playing directly behind him, uh, snapped on the 12th hole, abused him. Uh, he goes, I yelled at him that he, I was, it wasn't a circus of time to get off the course. Uh, in addition, the RNA gave him a lifetime ban from all competitions as a result of his abilities. Um, he became known as the Royal and Ancient Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy. Um, he's got some kahunas on him, though. Oh, man. But here's the funny part, right? So he's gone in, he's entered, he's done abysmal, right? Following the 1976 Open, the rules were changed to prevent guys like Flincroft trying to enter. Um, undeterred, he regularly attempted to enter the Open and several other golf competitions, either by his own name or under pseudonyms. <laughs> He put on a moustache and glasses. <laughs> Here are some of the names. You ready? Gene Paycheki. <laughs> As in Paycheck. Right? No way. Gerard Hoppy. James Bojolly. <laughs> Arnold Palmtree. <laughs> Count Manfred von <laughs> Hoffmanstel. <laughs> Anyway, after doing all this, he's become a bit of a celebrity, right? He unfortunately died, I think, in 2012, but he became like a a C-list celebrity. Uh, He even has a tournament named after him now. It's called the Morris Gerald Flitcroft Member Guest Tournament, uh, (laughs) named named after him by the 1988 uh, Blythefield Country Club. So the head pro there, um, his name's Buddy Witten, stated that, it started as a lark, but most people can't break 90, so they relate more to Morris than they do touring pros. Yeah. <laughs> so it's become a, um, 
a very annual thing. So was it so by the time the 22nd uh, Morris G. Flincroft Member Guest Tournament, which was held in the year 2000, the club had featured a green with two holes so that even the most errant of approaches were potentially rewarded with another green that had a 12-inch cut. <laughs> they got right That's into it. That's a great idea. Imagine oh, two holes in one green. Oh, and then you'd probably hit it in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah he was married, two kids. One of his kids caddied for him in the 121 shot. Um, and man, like he, like I say, he's got movies. It's called the Phantom of the Open. If you yeah, want to look, it's yeah. funny. I'm gonna watch it. It's I just I couldn't believe this story. It's on his own Wikipedia page and everything. He um yeah. What, what about just going? All right, I'm gonna go play golf. I'm gonna qualify for the Open, and just not know anything about the game. Or not even play it. Man, like, how do you do that? He did all his practice at one of the local beaches. <laughs> get out of the bunker, was he? He'd get out. The, he'd get out there in the um, yeah during the uh, during the night and hit balls on the beach. What a maniac! Rocked up to a professional event with his half set. The he's bought off the street and, a and this like old leather bag was about this big. I thought, this guy's an absolute legend. That's awesome. It was the best story. It's almost as... Have you ever heard the story about the guy here? It was at the Masters, and he won this competition on one yeah, of these Yeah, he thought he was rock hard. He rocked up his bag. And so I, he won, like, entry into the Pro-Am or yeah. something. Like, like oh, to go spectate the Pro-Am, but he thought he actually got to play. So yeah. he rocked up with his sticks yeah, I've seen that. everything. I'm here to play. <laughs> uh, no, you're not, mate. How, how awkward would that be? You'd feel so small. He got in with his stick, so he was in the... Yeah, he was actually in the gate. It's pretty tight to get in there. We got a member at the club who um who drove into the gates yeah. and promptly got turned around. Who was that? Peter Amstadiots. Yeah. <laughs> when he was over there, he's driven in. Gates are open, he's driven in. And he said, before you get out the car, fly out the thing. Car's going, so you got to go. So he quickly... He, apparently, he ran out of the car and got some grass clippings. He's good, he's got. So I'd like to... I'd like to hear that story from him, actually. Rambo would be good. Mm. We'd have to do it in a um, in a room that wasn't so uh, acoustic. Yes, I think so. It'd be very loud. It'd be very loud. It'd be very funny. He's a very funny man, Peter. So, funny, I, funny is one word for it. Never told you a story about Tommy hit me? Punched you? No, no. He, oh. he hit me with a golf ball. <laughs> hit me with a golf ball. So, he, um, so it's hard to sort of probably visualise, but... What, he was on the 27th green, right? They come flying in the door. Yeah. So I was sitting behind a computer in the pro shop, right? So I want everyone to like envision this. His ball has had to travel from a greenside bunker, what, 40 metres? Yeah, or more. Right? Yeah. It's rattled around in the pro shop, like rattled around like underneath where the pro shop is, not in. It's hit the door and then gone like backwards and then bounced and then hit me in the chest. And I just, I cannot explain it in words, how impossible. It's one in a billion. Oh, at <laughs> get least. It. You've missed the stairs, missed mm-hmm. the pole, hit the door on the right angle, yeah. and then you the opposite way and back towards yeah. you. Yeah, like, I, I kid you, I'm almost like 90 degrees in line with this guy. It's probably his best show he's ever hit. Man, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so funny. I couldn't believe it. Oh, good old Rambo. Yeah. We should... Um, Try and get some members on every now and then, I reckon. Well, any members that are listening and would be willing to jump on a podcast... you get some funny stories. Just let us know. You know where we work. <laughs> We're definitely definitely keen to have some on. Yeah. There's some really interesting stories out there. Yeah, there's some cool people at our club. Mm. Very, very cool. Yeah. So, 
everyone's favourite bit of the podcast, right? I get personal texts about this all the time, is Tyler's tip of the week. Oh, shit. It's the, it's the highlight of a lot of people's weeks. You, mate, when you say highlight in my name, I know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> tip of the week, regular tuition or regular coaching. It's more advice. Yep. All right. And the reason why I want you to have regular coaching mm-hmm. is so you don't come and see me in six weeks and at work for two weeks. And then when you come back, we're working on the same thing mm-hmm. again. You won't get better. We just go around in circles. We keep revisiting the same thing. It's one of those things too, yes. like and you know, having an outside, you know, an outside person actually look at your swing. Like oh, you can video yeah. it all you want and self evaluate, but you know, unless you like, even if you do know, self evaluating yourself is so hard and not something so I'd recommend. You look, at, you look at the wrong thing. Mm. Um, but I think it's, and it goes back to a bit of that, you know, that feel versus real. You might feel like you're still doing it, but unless you're being checked, it yeah. can go pear-shaped very quickly. Absolutely. And you just don't know, like, when you make a swing change, what else might happen. So if you get onto it early, it's an easy fix. If Absolutely. you leave it, it can be very, um... Well, you can't progress either. If it's six weeks between drinks, yeah, you can't progress with what you've just done. Like, mm. give it a, two weeks and then you, you're good to go. Come back here and that looks fine. Now we can work on this and you you're laughing. I think that's what it comes like, you know, like when you like when you are coaching is you don't want to just be fixing someone's driver forever. Like yeah. you, you, golf is so much more than just hitting one shot. So you want to be able to progress into the whole game. Yeah. Um, you know, course management, oh. mental stuff, all this, like everything. Um, everything that goes with the game of golf. Uh, and I think that's how you really, you really can improve as a part to like, if you're teaching someone that say, come to you and go, I slice it, you get them to hook it, you don't see them again. Mm. Right. Which is, which is fine. That's all that some people want. But if you, if you really want to improve, I think that regular, yeah. you know, you know, every week might sound crazy. I don't think so, but at least every couple of weeks, just, every couple. just yeah. something yeah. to jump in. Got to be adult. And then as you get more, Forward, as you get more like, comfortable with you know exactly what you're working on where you're trying to achieve got goals and sort of you know routines in place you, you can even drop that back to once every month if so yeah you know, if if it deems like you can yeah um but yeah just something regular just to keep yourself yourself moving well moving forward mm. absolutely no i like that one like it's if you're really keen to improve your golf i think it's a pretty important tip yeah definitely absolutely what do you got mate well this is everyone's actual favorite part of the week is it yeah she just lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Brando's mental tip of the week. Brando's mental. <clears throat> Brando's mental. I actually got this. So I finished my uh, US Kids Golf Cert 1 training. Uh, and I did this it was through the Positive Coaching Alliance. I'd do an extra little bit on that. Sounds it was like really it. interesting. It was really good because, um, yeah, a lot of that sort of stuff, they were breaking into, you know, how... Like, let's say, for example, like, I know a lot of youth sports these days are getting into, especially when they're young, is, like, not keeping scores and stuff like that, right? Which can be frustrating, right? Because everyone keeps score. But it was it was going through, like, it was saying, like, you know, not doing this is important, like, but we know it's important for this, and so this is how you can, yeah. you know, sort of help around that. So, yeah. um, it was really good. It sort of covered all bases, so I really loved it. Um, one of the things I had in there, which I had never thought about, so we all obviously have, like, well, not all, but we all should have a pre-shot routine, mm-hmm. right? So something you do before your ball, 
um, even like a pre-game routine, post-game routine. This one was called having a bad shot ritual, right? So it's something that if you hit a bad shot, something that you can do that helps you to sort of, you know, you know rather than dropping an F-bomb or throwing your club, right? Yeah. But some, something you can do that helps you wipe away that memory, throws it away, and then walk to the next one. And it was a real simple one. The guy... Um, Suggest was something as easy like just wiping the sweat away from your forehead. Yeah. Let out a sigh, like yeah. th- throw it off, move on to your next shot. Yeah. So that you're not carrying over that, yeah. um, you know, carrying over that feeling for your next shot. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Like you know, I know when if you're playing bad, you know, you always sit there telling yourself, "Okay, just don't worry about the next one. Don't worry yeah. about it." Blah blah. blah. But it's still there because you're sitting there telling yourself, "Don't worry about it." But yeah. if you have that same thing. Like, it just helps draw you Absolutely. in. Absolutely. I give um, my style off Tiger. I give everyone the 10-step rule. Yeah. So, hit a bad shot. The next 10 steps, you can, under your breath, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Don't be a goose. Take 10 steps, and after you take your 10th step, you're thinking about your next shot. If yeah, you take right. negative energy to your next shot... It's not good. If you're, if you're thinking negative at your next shot, the next shot's going to be bad. Yeah, next that's pounds. right. The most important shot in golf, it's an old cliche, but it's the next one. Yeah. And what you're saying is right. you got to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, I when, thought that was a great piece of advice. Yeah, it's great to teach kids. Bad shot ritual. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think it's good for kids to hit a bad shot. and They, they can do something fun if they want yeah. it, something funny, yeah. um, something silly. I hear it all the time. You play, I play with members and stuff, and you get to the eighth hole, and they're like, oh, I wish I didn't have a double on the third. I'm like... Why are you still thinking about it? We're on the eighth, man. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, what shot is your next shot? Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm like, mate... The third, it's relevant now. Yeah, that's right. You can't change it. Yeah. <laughs> Let it go. No, that's right. It's a big one. Easier said than done. But they, like, again, these things take practice. Yeah. And if you do them regularly, you start to learn. You've got to be more like DJ. More like DJ. Huh? Yeah. So the most important part about hitting a fade is just make sure you fade it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love it's DJ. A great, it's a great way to think. He's like, you know... I like, don't know him personally. He might be very intelligent, but he, um, he doesn't come across as it. But no. just just gets it done. When he um, so he used to hit draws forever. Yep. And then he, when he stepped, went on that uh, winning streak and started, uh, I think it was 2016 or 17, tearing the PGA Tour apart. Yeah. One of the uh, media guys is like, uh, "You started hitting fades. Why is that?" He goes, "I don't know." <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, uh, why are you changing the draw? And he's like, well, I just decided to hit, hit a fade one day and it went well, so now I hit fades. Yeah. And he goes, okay, how do you do it? And he goes, I don't know, talk to my coach. I just, I just hit it. <laughs> just hit fade. Like, his face didn't change. No. He was dead set serious. He's like, I just hit a fade. He'd be a very interesting person. Like, you mean he'd have some great stories to tell, but I don't think having him on a podcast would be great. Nah, I don't think he'd word his stories. Depends how many beers he had. Mm. We can organise that. Yeah, DJ, if you're ever in Australia, mate, the Sluffy Cut podcast. Get him on. You can bring your wife too. Mm. Excellent. And her dad. He was a um. What was he? Uh, ice hockey. Hockey. Yeah. yeah. Hockey. He killed it. Absolute legend too. Yeah, he is. One of the best athletes of all time. That's oh. a crazy sport, hey? Yeah, oh, man. Far out. Ice hockey. Golf should be more like ice hockey. <laughs> Imagine if you could go... 
best PGA, the ice hockey match. Yeah. I love it. Well, right. on, on odd holes you can knuckle on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be the new sport. Wasn't like box, like, was it chess boxing's becoming a thing? What? So you make a couple of moves and dings bell and you fight for a bit and then you go back and make your chess moves. People are crazy. Some <laughs> the guys in like Poland and that and Russia. It's like WW, no, it's like MMA. Yeah. But it's like 30 on 30. Oh. And they run at each other in these fields. So it's like an actual Royal Rumble. Man. They just run at each other and just start beating the shit out of each other. And they have five on five MMA in the ring. Wow. It's out of this world. That's vicious. I seen it the other night. I was like, what is this? And I don't watch, I watch a bit of boxing, but yeah. not MMA. And I was like, what's this? And it's just five in blue, five in red. Ding, ding, ding. And they just run at each other. Knock one out. Then two were getting up on one. And it's just like. Wow. No wonder there's so many king hits and shit. Oh, man. Russians are brutal. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> brutal. Oh, anyway, we've turned into an MMA podcast. Yeah. This has been enjoyable, Coffee. Yeah, thanks, mate. We'll do it again next week. Cheerio. That aircon's finally working. Yeah. After all that. It's been working the whole time. you got a long sleeve shirt on. Yeah, it was my fault. Australian sewing a long sleeve. Right, well, done. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you.